I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velo Sews and you're listening to Sew Organised Style Podcast. In October, the Australian Sewing Guild are running Hashtag Me Made Monday. This podcast that you're listening to is a reboot of Sozo talking about Me Made May 2020 in case ASG members want to know a bit more background about Me Made May to get ready for ASG's Me Made Monday in October. Sew Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Hi everyone, it's Maria Thea Harris, you'll know me as Bella Sews, and we have a very special guest today. Hi, I'm Zoe Edwards, I blog at Sozo What Do You Know, and I'm on Instagram at Sozo Blog. Thank you for inviting me. How are you? I'm good, Zoe, how are you? All right, how's your day been? It's crazy, it's your evening, isn't it? It is, and about two hours ago, we spoke to my husband's family in New Zealand, so we catch oh, up with right. them once a week. Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they're all good. Where, where in New Zealand do they live? So they're on the North Island. And so there's a North and a South mm-hmm. Island. Um, and they're about... Yeah, I've been to New Zealand. Okay, so between Auckland and Hamilton, does that... Okay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, um, I lived in Wellington for about six months once. Windy Wellington? Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, that was a long time ago now. <laughs> that was like 20 years ago. Well, it would have been even more boho then than it is now. Yeah, it was. I, I, it'd be interesting to see what it's like now. I'd love to go back, but it's a long way. <laughs> it is, isn't it? How's the family? Oh, crazy. They're a handful. They're really crazy. It's hard, you know, it's really hard. They're only three and six and we have a fairly small flat with no garden, you know, so it's quite intense, you know, but they're doing really well. They're doing really, really well. We're lucky that we've got an allotment. It's about 20 minutes walk away. So we go down there a few times a week. So that's a bit of outside space. And we actually only live a couple of streets away from the beach. So we go there sometimes as well, just to get some space. Yeah. Oh, good. So when you were living in Wellington, if you don't mind me asking, were you working or were you both working or studying? I was studying. It was during my fashion design degree and I I won a scholarship to study at Massey University for six months. So I spent half of my second year of my degree in Wellington. Wow. Yeah, I got to travel around a little bit around. the holiday, I got to travel. I went to Auckland a couple of times, briefly, really briefly, because obviously I had to study most of the time. And during my Easter break, I took like a tour around the South Island, 
once again it was only for like a week or something it was really quick yeah. but it, it got me like a little snapshot at least you know of the country oh good yeah yeah um because everywhere you go i know in the south island it's picture postcard every day just the views yeah it was amazing yeah yeah i couldn't believe how like although the rivers you'd cross just looked so clear and here you could just be i mean i was on a little like coach tour but you just drive for hours and not see another vehicle yeah. on the street it was crazy it was really crazy because it's like the new zealand's the size of the uk but the population is so much smaller, or at least, especially in the South Island, it's much sparser, isn't it? Oh, it is. So I found it was such, it was a real shock, you know, coming from like jam-packed England, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that it says, I think, for me, what I read from that is that people see that it, it's a really joyful thing, you know, that it's a celebration and that people don't want to miss out on that sense of, of fun and celebration. That's that's how I, I look at look at it anyway. I hope that's that's not people just feeling scared that they're missing out. Kiss Me Made May about a picture challenge or is it more about learning about your style? The photographs aren't the challenge. The photograph is the documenting of the challenge, you know? So I really want to stress that people don't need to take photographs if they don't want to. Like that's like almost the, the documentation, as I say, or like the what people see, but it's not the challenge itself. So I don't want people to feel that they have to, you know, put on makeup every day or whatever if they don't want to and, and take a photo if that's not how they... Do you know what I mean? I don't want people, because I think that's what people burn out with, don't they? If they've decided they're going to take a photo every day and it doesn't happen and then they feel that they've let themselves down in some way, I think that's a real shame because I really don't want that to be the emphasis. The emphasis is the getting dressed and the, uh, the learning about your wardrobe and your style and stuff, you know? What's the expectation? So when you're thinking about joining Me Made May, are you expected to have a huge collection of Me Made clothes? Oh, yeah. yeah 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 and I could be part of this community and it doesn't matter if I don't have millions of handmade garments I'm I'm part of this I really like that yeah I also really like um reading the comments where people say that it was me made May that inspired them as well to get into garment sewing as well I think that's amazing that they've seen all these amazing people wearing their beautiful clothes and feeling good and looking amazing and that's inspired them to take their own journey and that's a benefit that I didn't predict you know that's true and it for the whole of May every day most people don't dress up in formal outfits right so <laughs> when you're feeling a bit anxious about me made May it's your everyday clothes it's as simple yeah, as exactly. that. It's your t-shirts, it's, it's your jumpers, it's your cardies, it's your knit skirts, it's whatever you're comfortable in, yeah. I love seeing how people wear, the, I mean, it's, it's one thing, is it, to finish a garment and either have it on your dress stand or put it on for a photograph, but I really like to see how people actually wear those garments in a real outfit that's going to see them through their day, you know? Like, what do they wear it with? You know, what colours do they put together? How do they layer those pieces? I find that really fascinating as well. Like, it's a little window, isn't it, into people's lives. I find that really, really that's some real joy. It is. And when, when you first do it, or when the 
when I've done me made me at the beginning, I actually realized which ones were my repeat garment. So right. that was kind of an insight that I had no idea existed. So it gave me something to really not want to change, but want to reuse more and understand how to reuse it in a different way. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. And then also see, I guess it's like, oh, I wear a lot of, I don't know, jackets or whatever it is. And so then you can maybe focus your future garment making towards those type of garments so that the time and the effort and the money that you're putting into your sewing will see mm. more, you know, more use going forward. I think that can be really good and useful as well. As you say, like, because we don't tend to, unless we are doing some strange challenge, like, <laughs> like off we do, you know, we don't really pay attention to which garments are getting the most use, do we? No, but through Me Made May, I've figured that one out pretty soon, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I really need to stop wearing mustard cardigans every single day. But sometimes don't you see people who are wearing a similar mustard cardigan, but in a different way? Exactly, and think, oh, okay, well, they've put it with navy or that she's put it with rust or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I think that's so good. And I love the little window into people's lives and um, maybe not so much this year because everyone you know so many people are stuck at home but on quote-unquote normal years you know you can get to see little bits of people's workplaces or their families or their home or I, I just love it I love it it's so interesting it really feels like bringing a whole kind of global community together and um and yeah and kind of making friends that way as well like I always find so many new people to follow that I find so inspiring you know while me made may is a personal challenge it's so lovely getting comments when you least expect it a great basic garment you overlook can be a game changer for others yeah totally. it really lifts you up can't it it can <laughs> we need it yeah more compliments, more compliments in the world. <laughs> now, when it comes to getting feedback, I think the second year that I did Me May May, I actually asked people to give me feedback on style because that's what I was looking Ooh. for. Yes, I could make clothes. And I actually did yeah. get comments about, oh, maybe this and maybe that. And I took them on board and I actually appreciate it, but it's because I asked for the feedback. Well, that, that was really insightful of you then to do so. That was really clever of you. When I was trying to think about how I could benefit from me made me after the first year of being anxious about it the whole time and trying to do it, and I learned a bit, I thought I would actually like some feedback. So it was really lovely that different people would pop up and say, oh, and they would give me some suggestions. So, yes, thank you. So community. Yeah, that is such a good idea. Mm. That's really clever. Did you find that there was when you were asking for feedback about say a garment or an outfit that the feedback was there was a lot of kind of unanimous comments or was it really varied some people were just happy to say you know that looks good and other people would give me um and it would probably be two or three people someone would say the suggestion and two or three others would agree and they'd say x y and z so it was very constructive and i suppose there was a group that allowed themselves to give me the feedback as well because I know sometimes it's a bit of a risk you know if you say something yeah I think that people can offer commentary that isn't necessarily completely in line with their own sense of style I think that might be even interesting to get some feedback from somebody whose style was quite different to yours maybe maybe there would be like 
a slight bridging of a gap, possibly. I don't know. Mm, I, that's very brave of you, Maria, though. I don't know if I <laughs> I would be so bold. I mean, I know that most people in the, um, in the sewing community are very mindful of expressing themselves in a polite and considerate and positive manner. But, I mean, there are people that don't, sadly. So I guess that would open you up. I mean, directly asking for people's opinions does open you up a little bit to that, but it sounds like that was a really positive experience for you. Yeah, it was. I think in the main, my blog has always been the wallflower type. I don't really have strong views on anything, so it was worthwhile for me to actually use that period to try and elicit some feedback. And then watching mm -hmm. other people with their amazing styles, you get really good ideas of what to do next. Definitely. How many Me Made Mates have you participated was there a period, so when you did, did you do September as well and another, and March? Yeah, because actually the very first Me Made Challenge was Me Made March. Yes, that's it. Yeah, back in 2009 or 10? I can't remember. So I think I joined in when you only concentrated on May. 2009, I think. Back in the day. The very, very first one was March. Yes. I mean, this was when I hadn't been garment sewing for very long and I was living in Spain at the time and I didn't have a very big selection and I was freezing. I was freezing all month. And because a lot of the clothes that I'd made were for, more, for warmer weather, but March can still be quite chilly in, in Spain. I didn't have any jumpers, one rubbish thin Aww. Ponte cardigan. I learned a lot and I was like, I want to do this again when it's a bit warmer. So that's when I then said, oh, I'm going to do this in May. Is anyone interested in, because yeah. it was just a personal challenge, just me initially. And then I said in a couple of months, I'm going to try again. Is anyone interested in doing it? You know, you don't have to do the full outfit like I was doing. You could just do one garment a day or whatever you wanted to do. And that's, that was the first like community version and that had, I thought that it was just going to be a couple of people, but it was like 60 or 70 or something. Yes. And then I think we did a September one. We did self-stitch September. And then the next year I did a few weird months. And then I think it was the third year that it settled as the oh, yearly yeah. May only annual thing. Because it grew, it grew and it was, because I thought initially it was going to be a handful of people, you know, so we'd be able to just follow a few blogs and... Yes. what have you obviously this is way before Instagram it was kind of before Flickr so yeah so it took a couple of years for it to become the annual May thing and then because there were so many people involved it kind of grew beyond just blogs and we had like the community element was more focused on Flickr at the time because that seemed the easiest way to share images of our of our challenge and, and comment and follow people and stuff yeah so it stayed with Flickr for a while and until, yeah, Instagram really became more the focus of, of, of people sharing the images of their challenge if they wanted to, yeah. So it's changed, it's changed with the development of technology. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Yeah, the Flickr side of it is when I think I got involved, yeah. Yeah, it, it worked quite well, it worked quite well. And then there were the challenges on the Friday. Yes, that was so fun, wasn't it? Standing standing next to a bin on a Friday, that was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it was like, share your lunch or do a twirl or everyone yeah. wear red or something, wasn't it? Or spots or... Exactly. Yeah, that was fun. That was really fun. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's got so big now, it'd be very difficult to do that now, sadly. Yeah. Has the UK weather affected your me made year at any point in time? You know what? We had uh, a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, that was so lovely. They were so, so lovely. And then we just had another cold snap. This is how spring works in the UK. You know, you have a lovely bit and then a freezing bit and a foggy bit and a rainy bit. And a, so it's like this constantly. But yeah, yeah. I remember, I think it was last May, I've got, or the May before, I had photos of me in my winter coat and in shorts on the beach all during May, you know, because it was so crazy and varied. So, yeah, we have a lot of different weathers within within May usually. Yeah, but hopefully we'll come out the other end and it will be a bit warmer again. But not necessarily. What do you advise people if they don't have as many me-made garments as they would expect they should have? I feel quite sad. Sometimes I see comments of people going, oh, I felt I couldn't do this last year because I only had three me-made garments. I was like, fine. If you've only got three, that's fine. You can wear, you can be part of it if you've got one, you know, just, you know, it doesn't have to be about wearing a, a garment every day or wearing a whole outfit every day. You know, if you've literally got one self-made garment, fine, you know, just maybe set your plan, your challenge to maybe make another by the end of the month or wear that one garment each weekend, but in a different outfit exactly. or something, you know, there's different ways that you can, you can work with what you've got, you know. It doesn't have to be about, you know, I've got to like batch sew 50 scout tees so I've got a variety to wear through the month, you know. And it's actually quite an interesting exercise to watch how people take photos of themselves. That's how I've learned a little bit about photography. I'm not the best. None of the shots that I do are like what you put in a magazine, but I've learned a little bit along the way. Yeah, I have to have a very specific set of weather circumstances to get any photos. So I, I, this uh, my documentation of my challenge this year, I'm just doing tiny little Instagram stories so I can just talk through my outfit and put it in my stories. Yeah, I'm not trying to take photos. Yeah. Stories, I think, are really good learning experiences too. Yeah, I haven't, I've only just started using them really. I like it. It's really fun. And I like that you can then save some as well if you do want to keep them for a bit longer. Yeah. At the end of every Me Made May, I usually have about five bags of clothes to give away to charity because it's through this month. Yeah. Yeah. Through this month that I actually have enough insight to be able to figure out, no, that's not, that doesn't work. Why did I make that? So it just goes, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can't refashion. I just give it away. So how, how often do you sew? Like how, how often do you create a new garment? I do the monthly commitment for Minerva. Mm -hmm. And I have probably for seven years now. So I've got plenty of those makes that I've done. And I can make something a week, which I had done for a very long time. So I've got plenty for me made May. But um, uh, I try not to do that. I try and uh, do as do as much re-wearing as I can so that I can better choose what to make next so I'm not wasting my time I'm not wasting fabric what um, what garments have you got that you're most excited to wear this month well definitely my jumpsuits cool because it's knit fabric it's just one piece and I've probably got six of them so I could probably wear one a week or what patterns are those there's one for Mac there's a McCall's one that I made early early on actually I wore it yesterday I made that I think 
three times. And the most recent one that I made was the Intrepid Boiler Suit by Alison Coe. Yeah, I know that one. And then there was, yeah, and then there was another one that I made last year, a style arc one. So the pattern is a jumpsuit plus a dress. Oh, wow. So I've made that a couple of times. So, yeah, look, I've got plenty <laughs> and I wear them. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Oh, so Zoe, how are your patterns going? Oh, my patterns? Yeah. I've kind of forgotten that I have any. <laughs> it's, um, it's something that I really wanted to do and yeah, I did it, but I'm sure anybody that has ever tried to draft and grade and digitize a pattern and then create instructions and photos and promote and everything, it's a really long and intense process that takes a long, long time. Yeah. Um, you know, and you go through the testing process and everything. Um, and I just since having my second child is just there's no time <laughs> there's no time I don't have the time for that unfortunately anymore so I, I have them I have some patterns for sale and I sell some sometimes but also I think that yeah in the last since I started doing you know started releasing my first pattern which was about six years ago now there are so many more indie pattern companies you know there are so many more people yes. like it's just exploded hasn't it so yeah um, it has so I think that, I mean, obviously there are a lot more people sewing as well, but I think the there are more, more, more patterns than there are sewers. <laughs> Not the amount of time that an effort and energy that goes into making a pattern, you're not going to sell as many now as you would have done six years ago. True. You know, because there are so many tops and trousers and everything. There's so many more options out there now. So I just had to weigh that up and it's not worth my time to go through that process anymore I mean maybe that will change in the future but look you've done it yeah and it was amazing and I'm really pleased that I did do it but also like to to do things to the level of professional you know professionalism yes like it's hard and everybody's getting slicker and fancier and more professional you know so it used to be, I mean, like, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, when you know, there were people that were just selling a couple of things through their blog and they just had photos of them wearing it. And and now it seems that most, you know, sewing pattern companies, they have like full professional photo shoots for every new line that's coming out. Yes, and their packaging is they do. so beautiful. And unless you are a graphic designer as well on the side, like, I, or, you know, you, you're married to a photographer or something. I don't, I don't know that you can really tickle those boxes so easily anymore. You know, like the level of expectation I think is raised is what I'm going to say. I think really not worth it, but what is nice is I have a couple of patterns for free on my website that I see popping up on Instagram. You know, I've got a free like undies pattern, a free vest pattern. I still see people tag me in that they've used that. So that's really nice as well. I feel that that's something that, is out there and people are, are enjoying that. So that's nice as well. Yeah. It's been really great that you've given us your time today. Do you have any final words for our listeners on So Organised Style Podcast? Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. I would just like to say that if you are interested in taking part in Me Made May, please don't feel that you need to have a wardrobe full of self-made clothing. You totally don't. You can take part even if you just have one self-made garment. You just have to work out a pledge that is viable and suitable for you. And I hope that you have a really fun month. Now, there are many hashtags <laughs> popping up, but the main one is hashtag Me Made May 2020. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here, Zoe. Thanks for listening to Sew Zoe's 
reboot of Me Made May 2020 to inspire you and ASG members to participate in Me Made Monday in October. Use hashtag Me Made Monday and hashtag Australian Sewing Guild. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Zoe and the Australian Sewing Guild. Sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcast, but with an S not a Z, on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Libsyn, our podcast distributor. Post any questions or podcast suggestions on our Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.